Hey guys, welcome back to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. Trying to go a little slower. (laughs) I like it. What's your name? I'm Jordan. (laughs) And I'm Taylor. This week we have some thoughts on some TV stuff that wasn't necessarily our favorite. And maybe we have saved you some time and we'll tell you all about why you should or shouldn't watch it. Yeah. And it's like... (laughs) It's also kind of sad as far as a like interesting podcast goes because it wasn't like I hated anything. No, I just nothing did. Yeah. From what I've heard from people is that people like to hear us not like things. So, boy oh boy is this the episode <laughs> for you. Although I think I'm making it sound like we hated it more than we did. Yeah, it's almost like I wish I hated it instead of just yeah. bleh, meh. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're, like, talking around what we watched. It's not a secret. It's a huge <laughs> secret. So we watched Living With Yourself on Netflix with Paul Rudd. And then we also watched The King on Netflix with our boy Timmy Chalamet. So we'll get back into those things, but just a spoiler alert forewarning for all you listeners. Oh, so for our top three, (laughs) we are going to rank our favorite period TV shows. Is there a better way to say that? I mean, shows set in a different time period, different decade, but they are period shows. Yeah. Like, shows that were filmed in a different period than what they are portraying on the show. Yeah. Am I making it even more confusing? I think we're finding the longest ways to say it. (laughs) Well, and it's funny because it's usually period drama. Yeah. But, like, I didn't choose dramas. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. I'm going to put it as number three so that it's not, like, an automatic given. But Mad Men, I will give it to them. I feel like I haven't used them in any of my rankings for a while. Yeah, you've really held back. Yeah. But, like, I can't deny that it's in my top three. Yeah, it almost feels, like, disloyal to not put it as number one. That's Mm -hmm. how I'm kind of feeling. I'm, like, still trying to rank them (laughs) as as we're talking. (laughs) Because it's actually really hard. But I think I'm going to rank them to maybe not by my love for them, but just, like, out of respect. (laughs) I can't wait to reveal my choices. (laughs) I like it. I don't have a rhyme or reason for why one is number one and three is number three, but we're just going to go with it. Yeah. Well, and part of the fun of these, Mad Men included, is, like, seeing how well the show, like, how well they actually do at creating this other time period. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's fun seeing these modern people in, like, old costumes and hairstyles and stuff. Like, John Hamm still looks really attractive in suits from back in the day, which... Weren't necessarily, like, the hottest things in the whole world, but just for an example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and some people, like, look more natural in those outfits, like Joan, for example. Yeah. Sometimes it's still kind of jarring to see her, for me, in, like, modern clothes. Yeah, I agree. But it would be weird if she only dressed like Joan from the 60s forever. That would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a really good one. So this is kind of a funny choice, because I don't, wouldn't say this is, like, one of my favorite shows ever, but I do think that the outfits and the sets and everything are really good, is that 70s show. 
Hmm. Especially because, like, it's really funny seeing even just pictures from the cast, Mm -hmm. like, where they are now compared to them in, like, bell-bottom jeans and stuff is, like, very entertaining. Yeah. It's, like, when I picture them, I think of them in their, that 70s show garb. Yeah, totally. I think especially Topher Grace. Mm -hmm. Because, like, his hair, he, it's just such a, like, baby 70s look. Yeah, it's true. Good one. I didn't expect that one. Okay, for my number two, I am going to go with Black Mirror. Ooh, that's a good, tricky one. Futuristic. I mean, I wouldn't say... Some episodes they have, like, kind of different um, outfits and such. But, yeah, it's just, like, a scary future. Slash, maybe it technically is supposed to be, like, this day and age, but I feel like it's mostly in the future. Well, they do do some past stuff occasionally, too. Like, I thought their 80s in Bandersnatch was awesome. Yeah, that's true. And in, um... Space. Space Landry? (laughs) Space Landry. (laughs) Well, I was thinking of the other 80s one. Oh, uh, a San Junipero? Yes. (laughs) That one. (laughs) Yeah. They, and it's like, they do a really good job of pulling, like, really fun 80s set pieces Mm -hmm. and music. Yeah. They kind of do it all. Like, the future stuff is awesome. Yeah. Past stuff is awesome. Past, present, future. It's perfect. They got it all. That's a really good one. Thank you. Um, my number two is Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Kind of an obvious one. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of funny because I think Downton Abbey and that 70s show were, like, at least for American audiences, like, unknown actors that we came to know in the look of the old time yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Because now I feel like it's, um, I feel that way about that cast, that sometimes it's, like, weird to see them in modern roles. Totally. It's just like the preview we saw this weekend for <laughs> that movie with Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen. Yeah, something about the truth or something. Like, Lie. Good Liar, I Good think. Liar, yeah. And Mr. Carson is in that, and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. Like, I'm happy to see him, but I was like, wait, you're, like, not dressed like a butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Downton Abbey also is, like, by far one of the most elaborate shows I've ever watched. Yeah. With, like, the mansion and just beautiful costumes and the rooms. And it's, like, pretty much the most, like, typical period drama I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. For myself as, too, as well. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> that was weird. Someone took over my body. Okay, for my number one, I am going to go with The Americans. Ooh, very, very good one. I like it, especially because it's all very realistic and, like, very subtle. It's just, like, not in your face, this is taking place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Slash 90s, I guess. 90s? But, like, it's, like, late 80s. Yeah. Which kind of um, carries over, at least in fashion, to early yeah. 90s. I get it. Yeah. It's just done really, really, really well. Yeah, it's, like, it's an action show. It's not, like, this is an 80s show. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings me to my number one. Mm. In comparison, I was kind of debating my number one's Freaks and Geeks, Mm. which is early 80s, and it is very much in the time period, but I did not choose a show like Stranger Things, for example, Mm -hmm. which at times really does hit you over the head with like, this is 80s, 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 like it's 80s first and then plot, Mm -hmm. and I feel like... The best shows are the ones that are plot and characters first and then the decade. Yeah. Where it just, like, feels natural. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic that I put that 70s show on (laughs) 
my thing, but I also feel like they named it that ironically, kind yeah. of, because it really was more about, like, their high school relationships and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks is great, and I feel like from watching that, not that I'm obviously could ever really know, but, like, it feels like it's a real peek into what it was like to grow up during the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Perfect. I'm proud of us that we didn't have any overlap. I know. I was kind of nervous. Me too. I mean, as a bonus, obviously, Pen15. Oh, yeah. But that one is, like, so literal <laughs> of, like, what it is with the time period Still, and stuff. Still, like, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any TV news? I do. I feel like there was a lot this week. I feel like there was a lot of HBO Max news. I mean, actually, for starters, we should say that after last week, we announced that there was no H or Game of Thrones prequel. They yeah. announced a different Game of Thrones prequel. It was very confusing. I still yeah, have... apparently there were two prequels, and now there's only one. It's so weird. And it's about the Targaryens. Yeah, and it's not starring Naomi Watts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> HBO, and it is also, like, I preface this by saying, it's kind of confusing to me the difference between HBO's announcements versus HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that's at HBO, apparently only HBO, is that Adam McKay is doing a limited series based on Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Which, yeah, I don't know much about that. They kind of just announced that it's going to exist. Well, we love Adam McKay. He does a great job. I mm. never saw Vice. Me neither. But everything else that I have seen of his, I yeah. have loved. Yeah. Another HBO Max thing that <laughs> Taylor really wanted me to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> because um, this weekend I watched the Green Lantern movie. The like most hated movie of all time. Almost <laughs> of this last decade at least. Because I wanted to see Taika in it. Because <laughs> Taika Waititi is actually in the Green Lantern movie that everyone hates. And it's really, really funny. Because mm-hmm. he does not belong there. Um, but they are, they announced that there's a live action Green Lantern series coming to HBO Max. And it's headed up by Greg Berlanti, who is the guy I have learned who does like Arrow and The Flash and stuff on oh. CW. Hmm. So that's another kind of confusing thing about HBO Max. Like, is he not tied strictly to the CW? I I just don't know. I don't know either. But now I am a Green Lantern expert, so. If you have questions, ask Jordan. Yeah, send all of your Green Lanterns or (laughs) any fan fiction you might have. Yeah, Jordan's any question about uh, anything in the DC universe. I know everything (laughs) about it. Can't wait for your questions. I was very excited because... Uh, it was announced that Shonda Rhimes would be creating a Netflix series about Anna Delvey, who I am very interested in. It was She's like this con artist slash socialite in New York City. And I, I went through like a deep phase of like being very interested in her. And Julia Garner is going to play her. So already perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to star our girl Anna Chlumsky from Veep. And my other favorite movie, My Girl. Yeah. Taylor was the first person who ever told me anything about Anna Delvey. Like, I'd never heard of her, and then you were like, look at this article I read. (laughs) So. Uh, Back in the day where I had a lot of time to read those articles. (laughs) Yeah, that was a long article. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it basically sounds like something created specifically for Taylor. Yes. So, very excited. I am very excited, because today they... Dropped a first look at Shrill season yes, two. They did. 
And it's coming back in January. I believe it's January 24th. You're correct. So that will be a great way to feel happier in January, (laughs) which is a horrible month. (laughs) Well, and it's so much sooner than I had expected, so I'm very happy. It was announced today that Casey Musgraves is going to have an Amazon original Christmas special. And there's like one million special guests on it. And I'm very, very, very excited. And the preview is really cute and perfect. It's amazing and it looks really fun. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I have too. Cool. Good, good, good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Okay. How about Living With Yourself, starring Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd? (laughs) Give your brief synopsis. I feel like it's been a while since we gave a brief synopsis. Yeah, why is that? (laughs) I don't know. But I feel like with this one, we need it because maybe people don't know. I agree. Well, I feel like we've been watching things that for some reason didn't need them. Okay, so brief synopsis of Living With Yourself. Paul Rudd plays a guy who's very like in a rut in his marriage and career and in his a life. Rut. <laughs> a rut rut. <laughs> and he gets a referral to go to this spa and so he goes and he basically wakes up like buried alive. Mm-hmm. And so he like kind of escapes like literally in the middle of this forest and he gets home to realize that there is Basically a clone of him living in his house. Yeah, and living his life. Yeah. And doing it better than him. Yeah. Like, the perfect version of himself. Yeah, that's basically it. I don't know if anything else is a spoiler. That's basically what it says in, like, the promo. Yeah, I think that's good. I didn't... I... It's a very quick watch. It's only eight episodes, and they're all 30 minutes or less. Yeah, which I was... I was really happy and kind of surprised about that. I feel Mm -hmm. like this has enough like drama elements in it that I'm surprised they kept it to half hour Mm -hmm. but I really respect that well and I think it helped with especially towards the beginning they would show like one whole episode was in the perspective of someone and then the next episode would be all those same things but in the perspective of someone else so I think it really helped with the repetitiveness to only have 30 minute episodes yeah and like help the story kind of go along faster I totally agree at first, I didn't really like that they did that that way, but I understand why they did it that way. Um, I just really don't like repetitiveness. Yeah, well, and I think that it's an interesting choice to do that when you know people are going to be binging it. Mm-hmm. I feel like not that I want to see that repetitive uh, of an of a show episode to episode if I were watching it weekly. Like that mm-hmm. would probably bug me too. But then it would be kind of at least a refresher. Whereas, like, when I'm literally watching almost all of these in one sitting, mm-hmm. it's it really feels like they're hitting it you over the head with it. Yeah. Even though I, like, I think Paul Rudd was really good. Yeah. I feel he like did he did a good job. Yeah. He was very believable as two different characters. Mm-hmm. I also really liked the actress that played his wife. Mm-hmm. And once they got more into her story, I actually liked it a lot more. Like, towards the end, I was actually kind of into it. I liked it a lot more at the end than I did at the beginning, which I guess is happens with mostly everything, but I liked it more than I thought I would in the end. Yeah, I would agree with that. I always... It's interesting with shows because it's like, they're clearly 
good at writing like really interesting characters mm-hmm. and i would have liked to get to know his wife better earlier on yeah especially only in an eight episode season yeah it wasn't until like episode like six that we really got to know her more right totally yeah and i don't think that there were any huge reveals that like were really twisty in those last three episodes as mm-hmm. we got to know her better mm-hmm. i feel like they could have just maybe started like give her an episode as early as like three or something yeah like, she could have been the third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh, there was one part. The only note I took was a part where, I won't say who said it, but someone was talking to, like, the nicer clone, and they were like, you're too kind, you're too happy. And I was like, wow, I really feel that, especially after our episodes of talking about how we don't like flowers and we don't like sappy romantic love mm-hmm. at all. And so I was like, yeah, I don't want, I don't like someone who's like too kind. I'm not really that interested in that. Well, that's, I have a kind of similar note where I say, basically, I I like that clone, except for how obsessed he is. He needs to play hard to get. (laughs) I feel like Paul Rudd could have gone the easy route and played both these separate characters very one note. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he really did bring sympathy to both. Yeah. In, I agree. Yeah, and especially after watching the the trailer, I feel like it actually was in some ways kind of different than the trailer. Mm-hmm. It just went in kind of some different directions than I expected, which I I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think the trailer kind of portrayed it to be like how I live my new life with this person. How it actually was portrayed was like how do we fix this because this is real life and it's like affecting other people. And it was, like, felt more real than how the trailer put it, in totally. my opinion. Well, and I feel like in the trailer it was very, like, like good guy villain. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't like that at all. No. Which I was happy about, because that, to me, is, like, really dull. Yeah. And I do appreciate, even though I felt lukewarm about this, I do appreciate a sci-fi show that's very grounded in reality. Yes. Like, how would real people react to this cloning technology exactly so i think my main thing was that even though i didn't dislike the characters i just for some reason it was hard for me to get really emotionally invested Mm -hmm. in them which is weird because like it's hard for me to put my finger on it because i think the writing was pretty good Mm -hmm. i thought the acting was all really good Mm -hmm. um maybe for me it was because it was almost too realistic Like, it could have been more fun and entertaining if there were more, like, sci-fi elements. Yeah, because it wasn't that drama. No. And it wasn't also that That funny. funny. There was only, like, one time that I, like, laughed out loud. I do remember laughing out loud at least one time, but I don't even remember the joke. Yeah, same. So I would recommend this to Paul Rudd fans, Mm -hmm. because you'll leave loving him as much, if not more. Mm -hmm. So I do think he was good, and he looked really hot in it. Yeah, or, like, if you need a show to, like, just have on TV while you're, like, doing something else, this is perfect. Totally. And it's something that's, like, not too cheerful. Because sometimes I'm I'm really not in a mood where I, something's, like, way too happy. Like, that's how yeah. I feel about The Good Place sometimes. Yeah. But also not going to make you, like, depressed. hmm It's very, it's just, like, it's just very, like, realistic. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, keeping with realistic... <laughs> <laughs> let's um, talk shakespeare <laughs> <laughs> the king starring timothy chalamet and robert pattinson even though he's only in it for very brief but his parts are really good 
Yeah, he deserves the hype. Yeah. Most of the commentary I've seen online has been loving Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He did a great job. He really did. Um, I watched this with some of my friends, and they've never seen Twilight. So I kept wanting to make, like, Twilight jokes about him, because it kind of seemed like he was playing the Valtteri role as opposed to <laughs> his Edward role. My limited Twilight knowledge, even I oh, understand Oh, yeah, you that. also have limited Twilight knowledge. Well, this is it's for all the first of two. you other people listening that have also watched Twilight. The second Twilight movie is where he runs across the fountain, right? I cannot remember. They all just blend. Sure. Also, here is my friend's official review. I was talking to her on the phone, and she was like, you can quote me as an official critic who says, this movie, uh, for what it is, is fine. It's just not my favorite kind of movie. <laughs> that actually sums up my feelings, because it was so funny, because Taylor was like, we could watch The King, and I was like, oh, I really didn't want to watch that. <laughs> she was mad that I like gave her a homework assignment that she didn't want to do. Like, literal homework, like history, <laughs> Shakespeare lesson, you know? Yeah. But um, I really think that I love period dramas like Jane Austen period dramas. Mm-hmm. More medieval stuff is really, I, I agree with that review. It's just like not my genre. But yeah, I would say that it wasn't, I liked it fine. I will say it was very long. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours. Um, And there were times when I would check how much time was left and I was like, oh, an hour? Mm-hmm. Or when it really felt like things were winding down and there was still half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dang, well, I guess I'm still in this. <laughs> um, but it was funny because I we did read the Henry IV and Henry V plays in high school, and I'd kind of forgotten. And I do like the storyline. So I was like, oh, I actually kind of know parts. Like, I kind of remember parts of these stories and these characters. And so I just had forgotten that that was, like, the plot line of it. Yeah. I didn't have any idea about any of it. So... I was learning. It definitely helped to have subtitles on. Um, I did I, like, that too. Instantly fall asleep. I s- fell asleep in the first fifteen minutes when I first started watching it, and then I had I watched it in the middle of the day, and that definitely helped. <laughs> but it was really beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Timothy did a really good job as well. I agree. Um, his accent was good. It also was a great excuse to hear his French, which I loved. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I, like, forgot that he's not, like, British. Yeah. He did a good job. I thought and he was he's good. so young. And his British accent wasn't even over the top. Like, it just sounded like how he normally talks, but also natural with all these other yeah. English characters. Like, mm-hmm. he did a good job. Yeah. And because I didn't know the story at all, the end was pretty, like, twisty-turny and, like, got a lot more exciting and towards the end i was like oh i do like this it was just a very slow burn that's how i felt about it yeah, it's probably the slowest burn i've watched in a while <laughs> <laughs> um which is like kind of good for me to like watch stuff like that yeah every now and then you're welcome um yeah thank you for the assignment <laughs> and i really grew <laughs> so it's nice to like grow up every once in a while mm-hmm. um and yeah, I actually didn't see the end coming either because I didn't remember that from any of the stuff from high school. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, it was fun seeing the people in the cast that would pop up. Yeah. We were excited to see Tom and Lannister mm-hmm. or Baratheon, whatever his 
actual name, name is, is in the in Game of Thrones. Um, Thomason McKenzie, who's in Jojo Rabbit, which mm-hmm. we saw this weekend, um, and loved. She was in this, and it was pretty brilliant casting because she and Timothy play siblings, and they look like they could be twins. Yeah. Which I never would have thought of, except no. seeing the next to each other. I was like, what? Yeah, she was really good. One person that surprised me, I had to look him up because I was like, I know that voice was the guy who plays Henry IV, Timothy's dad, mm-hmm. was Ben Mendelsohn, who I know best from Rogue One, but he's mm. like in Girls and stuff, but he looked so bad. Yeah, he <laughs> Cause did. Because he's like very sick and he has a weird wig. I mean, the wig, who had good hair in this? There was too much baby bangs, too many baby bangs. Well, and I looked up. The real Henry V's portrait, and that's what his hair looked like. <laughs> you know, well, uh... Timmy pulls it off, Timmy, I think. Yeah, I actually, I remember being scared when I first saw the image of the bowl cut. But I was attracted <laughs> to him the whole time. Oh, he actually looked great. Yeah. I mean, not every cast member is blessed with Chalamet cheekbones. No. Trademark, that term. Um, so he could really pull off anything. But I actually did. I actually thought it was, like, a good look for him. Yeah. Well, and I was just so happy that in the battle, he chose not to wear any of the heavy armor so that his cheekbones could poke out of his little (laughs) metal hood. This is a very strategic (laughs) choice. I thought, so Joel Edgerton, Mm -hmm. he was really, really great. He plays Falstaff. And it's funny because when we were reading this in high school, our teacher, I just remember, like, Falstaff is supposed to be, like, the comic relief. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything, and I think that this was just, like, it's always a Shakespearean drama, but this was, like, a very dramatic part, mm-hmm. and so he was, like, sometimes a little lighter, but he wasn't Not really, very yeah. funny, but no. I thought he was really good. Yeah, he did do a really good job. It's funny because it's not that I, it's, I'm, like, kind of neither here nor there about recommending it, because mm-hmm. I can't recommend it to everybody, because I know a lot of people who will be really bored. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's, like, a quality movie. Yeah. So if you do like those kind of historical films, mm-hmm. then I think you should give it a try. Yeah. Or if you need something to help you fall asleep every <laughs> night, you could probably get through the whole movie in about three months. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice lullaby. Mm-hmm. I mean, diehards, if you, like, claim to be a diehard Timothy Chalamet fan, then you should... Watch you owe it. it to yourself to watch it because he gives yes. a really good performance. Yes, he did. We even get to see a little um, call back to Call Me By Your Name cry. So I want someone to like make a meme of like I wanted to play like, like visions of Gideon yeah. while <laughs> that scene is playing. <laughs> it's funny because we started the episode being like, we're going to talk about things that we did not like. <laughs> but it's like, eh, I didn't. It's it fine. It's all just like <laughs> meh, but I couldn't be like, we're going to talk about shows we felt met about. Yeah, I know. But that's the twist ending. <laughs> well, for my boyfriend of the week, I couldn't not choose Timothy Chalamet, so sorry. That's okay. Because mine's boring might and have... I picked Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were kind of obvious. Well, they're... Yeah, it's like I, I do hate being so obvious, but... They were the stars, and they earned our love, I think. I think they did, too. Which Paul read, though? The clone? Well, I think the clone because his hair is so much better. It's true. It It really is so funny. But one of my notes from the show is that, like, when he's the clone, because he's supposed to be, like, kind of physically perfect, too, Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have to wear glasses anymore. 
which is not an improvement. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> if the clone had, like, worn glasses with his, like, perfect hairstyle, I would have been, like, Get yeah, me. primo. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Well, I think we gave you some quality content here of things to watch or not. Take it a- for what it is. <laughs> this one's, like, a choose-your-an-adventure, like... We're not going to tell you not to watch these. Yeah. I think it just depends on your own dedication to Paul Rudd and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, they were kind of, like, appealing to the fandoms. Yeah. Because if you're just, like, a casual TV viewer, I think that there's better stuff out there mm-hmm. that's more worth your time. Like, the time commitment, but... But, I, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Hopefully we'll have some more divisive opinions next week. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's funny because we haven't really disagreed on anything for a while. I know. I mean, People we usually say it's better when we do. <sighs> Sorry. Well, there's just so much good stuff out there that I'm more likely to like it. Mm-hmm. But we'll try to disagree more. <laughs> like, we'll find something to disagree about. I'm like, I actually didn't like Timothy's bull cut, <laughs> but I did, so I can't lie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. No. And with that, we bid adieu. Is that a? Phrase? I was thinking the same thing. Wow. We bid you adieu. <laughs>